You're listening to Inspirations from Ralph. Is this life all there is? Part 4. So far in this series we've looked at this thing called generational blessings and we can see that it applies to anyone, any human being who chooses to love and obey the Lord. And more than that, it lasts for a thousand generations according to Deuteronomy which means that it's endless. It's just a biblical way of saying it's endless. Secondly, we saw that the blessings that we have are never meant to be kept to ourselves and that there is this urging right throughout Scripture that says that what we get, what we get from God, flows through us outwards to those around us, especially to the generations to come. Thirdly, I want to emphasize today that our lives can set up a future of blessing long after we are gone. So when in your days you give your whole life to Jesus and serve him, you actually become a trailblazer, a person who makes a way for others long after we've gone. We take on a glow that lights the way for others. Salt and light is the term that Jesus uses. Sure, a person still has to make their own decision to follow Christ in their lifetime. It's just that blessing is all around them and the pathway to God is clearer. It's like they are positioned to link with their creator right from the start. This is something that dawned on me later in my Christian life. It was sort of a revelation as I put together my family tree. I came to realize that I'm the recipient of blessing that's been passed down through the generations from people who love the Lord and who walk with Him. Long after they've gone, the rich and abundant blessing of God lives on. It's quite amazing, really. For example, my great-great-grandfather, a man called John Yandel, set sail on a ship in 1849 called the Bolivar with a family of five children. He had more children after that. But he was an incredibly godly man, prayed on his knees during the journey for the souls of the crew and the passengers. And I know this because he kept a diary of every day of his voyage and even plotted the compass points. It was full of scripture and his great passion to love God and to reach out to those around him. He became a Methodist circuit preacher around the Victorian goldfields. Another great-grandfather, Samuel Miller, himself having generations before him of godly Presbyterian ministers, set up the first Presbyterian church in his home in Tokanui in Southland, New Zealand, around about 1860. And then there's another great-grandfather, Henry White, a Yorkshire man, a key figure in building the first Methodist church in Milton, Otago, around about 1873. And so when we look at generations, one life can change the world. 
one life that's turned around. Now this is very interesting. A person doesn't have to have a generational background of blessing. They may be uh, of dubious origin. They may never know who their uh, ancestors are or whether they're godly or not. But the point is this, when one person starts running after God with all their heart, they start a new generational blessing in their lifetime that goes on after them. A whole new wave of that, that will gain momentum into the years ahead. Quite incredible, really. And much of what we do or pray in this time that we have, we don't see the immediate fruit of it, but we live by this thing called faith. And in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, it says we live by faith, not by sight. And that's what this whole series is about, because there is more to our lives. There is much more than a photograph. I'll finish with this. A wealthy family commissioned an author to write its family history, but stipulated that you have to find some way of softening the fact that one member had ended a life of crime by being executed in the electric chair. They were delighted by the results. Here's what it said. Uncle William occupied, occupied a chair of applied electronics in a leading government institution. He was held to the post by the closest of ties and his death came as a real shock. God bless you.